everyone. It is the Fly Guys podcast. Cameron Klein, do you know what today is? No. Today is our 50th episode. Wow. Big five, five though. Five zero. The Philadelphia Flyers celebrated their 50th anniversary just a few years ago, uh, and today we celebrate our 50th episode. And uh, what better way to celebrate it than with a win? Uh, yeah. The Flyers get the win over the New York Islanders. Yeah, not a not a not a pretty win. Um, not, not a great many win. Many of them have been pretty. Apparently, uh, you know. Sitting Travis Sandheim did not have the kick in the ass that I think AV thought it would. Um, it did for the first 10 minutes. It did, yeah. Like, oh, no Travis Konechny. What are we going to do? I guess we'll just score goals. And I think a big problem kind of came in in the second period. I, I mentioned it while we were watching the game. Um, you know, they come in the second period. They seemed to, you know, to kind of continue that momentum at first. And then they took a couple bad penalties. And every time it seemed like the momentum was starting to swing back in their direction. Um, you know, they would take another bad penalty or something else would happen and... They could just never sort of get things going, and as a result, the momentum just never stuck with them, and they took that into the third period heavily. And if the last two minutes of the third period was just, as you said, when we were watching it, well, they're just trying to get to overtime. Yeah. That and was, I said, that's what the, that was I the goal. I said, if you're going to get this game to overtime, you better win it. And they did. Well, they won it. So we did our last show. Uh, they had just lost to Boston in the shootout, and we talked about how, oh, they can rebound, they can rebound. <laughs> they did not rebound. No, they didn't. No. So we'll talk about uh, briefly the, first, the last Boston three games. Boston swept the leg, yeah. Boston beats the Flyers 6-1 to on Saturday. They get off to the 1-0 start. The Flyers tie it. And once Kevin Hayes tied that game, I thought, okay, there's their reset. They're fine. It's 1-1. They can get back into this. Right. And almost as quickly as that tie came, it was gone. And Boston just completely dominated. And for the first time in his young career, we actually saw an emotional and really frustrated Carter Hart. And I'm glad we did. Because um, like, I remember as soon as it happened, I think I texted you immediately. Um I remember we had a conversation about it, and I was like, I'm glad he did. I was happy to see that. Good. Somebody should be pissed off, and I'm glad somebody's showing that they're pissed off. Like, yeah, he absolutely had a right to be be furious. That was that Boston game was the the angriest I had been watching the Flyers in a, in a while. I think it was the most year. disgusted I had been with the Flyers. Um, and I, think if, I thought we were past this. Yeah, exactly. And I think a big thing comes of it when we saw it again tonight was the lack of physicality. I mean, they're just getting bullied out there. And I'm not a guy who's all about, like, you know, there should be fighting. Fighting is is super important to the game. I don't think we need an enforcer of that kind of crap. I like how the game is transitioning to a much more uh, speed and skill-based sport. But you got you can't just let other teams walk all over you. Carter Hart's getting hit, bumped, stabbed iced, at, yeah, like, listen. constantly. And nothing. They're, there's not, they're not doing anything. Like, when I'm, I thought about a game back in 2013... Flyers were playing against the Washington Capitals. They were down 7-1. to one. Joel Ward just scored, I believe, his hat-trick goal. And Wayne Simmons goes out there and just starts hitting people. He didn't care. There was like, what, four minutes left in the game at that point, I believe it was. Doesn't that cause a brawl, too? Yeah. He and went Bray out. And Emery goes after Brayden Holpe. He, <laughs> Wayne Simmons goes out, hits a defenseman, goes right into Tom Wilson. And Wilson, being Wilson, he just dropped his gloves immediately, and they just threw down, and everybody started going. And yeah, they lost the game 7-1. to Yeah, they didn't score any more in that game. However, everybody on that team felt a little bit better going into the locker room because they at least stood up for themselves. And you know what? This is where you do miss a Wayne Simmons. This is really, It is. Like, you know, people, we haven't had Wayne Simmons now on this team for over a season. Mm-hmm. But the effects of Wayne Simmons not being here is still being felt. So yeah. the fact that the Flyers don't seem to engage physically. And I agree with you. I don't need to be a fighting team every single no, night. No, no. I don't need that. But when someone jabs at your goalie when he's stopped the puck, throw a shove. Get in their face. 
say something. Because at the end of the day, you got to stand up for your goalie. And this isn't, you know, a 33-year-old goalie that's been seasoned. This is actually a 21-year-old kid. Yeah. Who, yeah. by the way, a couple games ago, was literally freaking out. So the Flyers get blown out 6-1. They got a couple days off, and now there's questions, Cameron. Now there's questions. Naturally. Are they Naturally. good? Are they even a good team? Yeah, you were saying it all throughout tonight, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, what is their identity? Who are they? Who are the Philadelphia Flyers? Yeah. Are, the, are they a possession-driven team? No. Are they a capitalize-on-their-opportunities team? Kind of. They kind of are. It seems like. At the beginning of the season, it was. They can't win a face-off. Their power play is okay. Their penalty kill was actually really good tonight. It was very good tonight, yeah. Uh, four for four. But we don't know who they are. So they have these two games against the New Jersey Devils, who, by the way, came into that two-game series at 3-1-1. One, and one. People, <laughs> Cameron, they were playing well. Yeah. First game, JVR, two goals. Flyers get to win 5-3. For the most part, I thought they played. That was a game where you're like, exhale. Yeah. Yes. They, they get yes. the win. But here's the thing. I mean, it's the Devils, right? Like. It's That's the team games. they should beat. That's right. the team they should beat. Right. Like it's you shouldn't you don't feel super great because it's like, yeah, they had a good win, but it's like because you should. Is the Devils. You should beat that team. Absolutely. That's another game though, where they give up the lead mm-hmm. and it's two two, but then the Flyers, Nolan Patrick, Farabee, Provy, and then it's five two before you can even blink an eye. So they, they get this win, and then okay, now they've got game two against the Devils. So this is another situation where we talked about these back-to-back games against these teams where you're going to have to find a way to win these. You're going to have to sweep a couple. This yeah. is what it is. Yes. Yeah. The Flyers do sweep it, but oh my goodness, Cameron, the first 40 minutes of that game, it was almost as if I was watching the the the, the 2009 Philadelphia Phantoms go up against the 2012 <laughs> New Jersey Devils. I, I couldn't recognize the team that was on the ice. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the game, they, they the Devils doubled their shots 34-17. Um, Flyers the f- won the faceoff. Yeah, seventy-four to twenty-six percent. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, it's just incredible. They just refuse to shoot the puck. They just—they're not shooting. Uh, what's, what's more perplexing is that they're refusing to shoot it, but yet Av clearly wants them to shoot it. I mean, benches connect me. Part of the reason and why we're going to talk about that more in a second. Claude Giroux apparently was—is you know—it's a rumor, but apparently was screaming the other night about putting putting pucks on net. So what is what is what is not getting through? I don't. It's, I don't, it's just frustrating. I it's just, just frustrating. wonder. That's all. If they're still a little bent out of shape over what happened in the playoffs, where they felt they needed to make the perfect pass all the time in order to score, and for whatever reason it's not getting through to them, you don't need that. Right. So they got outshot horrifically. They win the game because they're the better team, and high end talent will always bail you out against a crap team like the Devils. Yeah, and Carter Hart also played. Too. Carter Hart played great tonight as well. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. what happens? Travis Konechny gets benched. Yes. That's huge. Yes, it Travis is. Konechny did not have a shot on goal against the Devils. Not a single shot. Travis Konechny, like, again, a lot of people are angry, and I get it. I get it. I love Travis Konechny. Um, but he had one shot on goal in the past three games. Now, I understand, like, he's got to bounce back. You can't, if you want your team to win, you want to give them the best opportunity to win, you have to play him. We kind of talked a little bit about that with Pierre-Luc Dubois last week. Of course, it's a little bit of a different of scenario. But at the same time, when you, when things are not going well, when when it doesn't seem to be getting through, we just mentioned about how Claude Giroux was freaking out the other day, apparently, about shots being put on net. you got to do something to kind of get a kick in the ass. And you can't bench a guy like, you know, a, a guy like Raffle or maybe uh, Bunneman, these guys who might be in and out of the lineup anyway. you got to bench somebody who's a bigger name, somebody who will make the whole rest of the team look around and go, whoa. And I think that's what AV was trying to do with now, Travis Konechny. And, of course, you're going to choose the guy who only has one shot on goal the past three now, games. He's the easiest choice to do that. 
people want to know why not. Well, look, the defense hasn't been very good. Why why are we punishing the offense? The, the defense has been very good. The defense the defense isn't very good because the defense just isn't very good. That's the thing. Like you expect Travis Kelsey to be good. We're not exactly expecting this defense to be good because they're they're not great. It's a kind of a, a patched work defense. And let right me now. ask you something. Tonight, how did you feel the six defenders played tonight? Think about Provy, Ghost, Sanheim, Myers, Gustafson, and Braun. How do you think as six players as a whole do you think they played tonight? I mean, they played better. You know why? Because yeah. Phil, Phil Myers yeah. back in the lineup. Yes. Eric Gustafson was terrible. Mm-hmm. I thought Justin Braun was okay. I thought Ghost, you know what? I thought he was okay. He had his ups and downs, yeah. I thought Provorov was great. I thought Sanheim mm-hmm. was good. I thought Myers was great. Myers, he's going to – you mark it right now. Provorov, Myers, that will be a number one pairing at some point. It will be. It'll have to be. Well, he was out. He was out there with him for a little bit toward the end of the game. I know because yeah. he's their second best defender, and it's not. I'm not saying that as in, oh, he's not that good. But he, I guess he's say he's elitely their second best defender. He's good. He's very good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for him. But the point and, is, yeah. you're not going to bench Provorov for this, and you're not going to bench Giroux because I I watched that goal that Giroux scored the other night. Yeah, he's out there trying. Jake, and plus, w- you you bench the captain. I mean that that looks bad. Mm-hmm. That looks like you're losing control of your team if that's what happens. You bench Voracek for what? Voracek's been. The most consistent player on the team right Point now. leader, yeah. You're going to bench JVR? He had two goals the other night. JVR, I would say, is arguably one of the best players this month. So, the decision to bench Travis Konechny for a lot of fans on Twitter really rubbed them the wrong way. And they said, I, guess, I he's run- guess he's running out of tricks. I guess he's running out of tricks. This isn't a trick. There's no tricks up his sleeve that he's pulling. Mm-hmm. He's doing this because he's angry that Travis Konechny should be playing better, and he's not. And I think he's, he's angry at just the entire offense, the offensive well, obviously. output. Obviously. It's, it's, it's not certainly just, not just Travis Konechny, yeah. yes. D- did it work? doesn't really seem like it right now. I well, mean, tonight— it, Like you said, it looked like it worked in the first couple minutes, but it, it, it quickly fizzled out. Well, the idea is that this isn't, just a, this isn't a short-term thing. You're hoping that long-term mm-hmm. it'll fix it. Now, right. the Islanders present a lot of challenges to the Philadelphia Flyers. That As we learned— in that seven-game series, yes. very much so. Oh, By the way, that now makes it four straight overtime. Whenever the Flyers have won against the Islanders, they still have overtime. not beaten them in over yeah. in, in regulation. <laughs> it's got to be an overtime. That's just I just yeah. find that kind of funny. But they do get the win tonight. They start out great. They get the two nothing lead, and for the rest of the game, they're on the backs of their skates as mm-hmm. Carter Hart has to stand on his head. And God bless Carter Hart because he was able to do it. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing right now is not sustainable. Yes. And something's going to have to change. They're 6-2-1. and one. I mean, they're pretty much the GameStop stock right now. I mean, yeah, it's fun. You're getting the wins, but it's not going to last if you don't make some changes. They're 6-2-1. and one. That's the incredible thing right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, that's their Number great. two in the East. Mm-hmm. And right now, you could make the argument that Flyers fans must think that they're 0-5-5 five, and five right now. Because that's kind of how it feels. But they're winning games, and they're doing it in a way in which they're still... Their best period historically this season and last season is still the third period. They're yes. still outscoring teams when they need to. They're averaging over three and a half goals a game. But the shot differences and the turnovers and just not winning the puck battles, you're going to have to tighten the stuff up. They're a good team. I, I want to make sure that I make this clear. The Philadelphia Flyers are a very good team. They're not playing their best. And arguably, they haven't played their best since the, before the shutdown. Yeah, no. Well, I shouldn't say that. The The round robin, they were obviously playing their best. That's Yeah, that's true. But then, yeah, after that. But then I after mean, they're, that, they are, you checked earlier tonight, Um, then they dropped. They were 30th for goals against, or goals for per game, or shots per game, excuse me. They're now 31st in the league. Shots per game, 23.0. They're below the Anaheim Ducks, who are 30th with 23.5 shots per game. It's got to change. 
like you said, it's not sustainable. You know, what's amazing is that the Washington Capitals are 27th, and that's the team the Flyers were chasing in the division right now. Yeah, but it is interesting. Yeah. Like, so a lot of fans, I mean, I saw just so much anger tonight before the game because of what AV did. I just want to point something out in terms of the Corsi four percentages. The fly, AV says the Flyers' five on five play has been bad so far this season. Yes. There are 31st in Corsi four, 24th in expected goals for. <laughs> AV says the connecting needs to be better in that area. He is a 44.4% Corsi 4 player and a 44.4% expected goals 4 player. That all coming from Charlie O'Connor at uh, Charlie O uh, underscore Con on Twitter. A lot of people can disagree with the decision, and you're right. It's not great. You know, if you want to make the fans happy, right. if you want to make the player happy, you know, this isn't great for stroking egos. Yeah, and I get, I get why people are upset. I do get it. But, but the diagnosis of the problem was pretty spot on, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, let's be honest. I mean, let's be honest. There is a problem here. And it needs to be addressed. And you could argue that it's not the right way to go about it, but something needs to be done. So he's doing something. Now, he has called out Kevin Hayes a lot more. Like, Kevin Hayes has really been in the doghouse, according to Bill Metzler. Like, it was more Hayes. But because Couturier's out, benching Hayes would have put you down a center that you just didn't have to replace. And, and a, a penalty killer, too. I mean, so, you can't take him off but the what happened? But what does Hayes do, do tonight? Scores a goal. Look great, yeah. I... I fully expect Travis Konechny to bounce back tomorrow. I don't know if he's going to score any goals, but I expect him to have a couple more shots on goal. I expect him to be more engaged in the offensive mm-hmm. zone, and I expect him to be engaged defensively. Yeah, he's and he seems like the player that, again, he's something like this is going to put a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to have a reaction to it. He's not the type of player who gets into his ego and gets upset and we just kind of turtles. News. What's we, up? We have breaking news. Oh, jeez. The Detroit Lions have just traded Matt Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for wow. two for two first round picks and a third round pick and quarterback Jared Goff. Wow. There's so, a lot of rumors about that the past couple days. So Jared Goff is now Matt a Detroit Stafford Lion. Stafford is a Ram. And Matt Stafford is now with Sean McVay in Los Angeles. I like it. Wow. Good for Matt. Good for Matt Stafford. Two firsts and a third wow. to the the Rams needed that. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. No, no, no. The uh, the wait, wait, so let's see. Wait, the Rams gave away. No, 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 no. The Lions are giving two firsts. Oh, okay, all right. It's yeah. Matt Stafford. I was going to say. I was like, dude, yeah. You just kind of got rid of every all your draft capital that you just got back. Let me just make sure I'm reading this right. Let me just make sure. Detroit is dealing quarterback Matt Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams. Oh my God, no! Detroit's getting back two first round picks and a third. Oh my goodness. Los Angeles has no first round picks. They have no picks. Is is Sean McVay the head of player personnel? I don't think so. I think that's uh, less need. The uh, okay, okay. Jesus, dude, they have been they have been so win now for the past three years. And I they're mean, getting they have, worse. They're they're yeah. running into Eagles territory. Yeah. I mean, don't get uh, me wrong. I think Matt Stafford is a big adjustment. Um, I think it's an improvement from Jared Goff, definitely. And I think I think you can win with Jared Goff. I, I think you can too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think for Matt Stafford, he needed this. Oh yeah, Matt Stafford. This is great for Matt Stafford. Yeah, this is great for Matt Stafford. Um, I think for the Rams, I honestly think like you. The only thing they really needed, they rely on their run a lot, and I, one of the big things they needed was a quarterback who could throw it downfield when they absolutely needed him yep. to. And Jared Goff, I don't think was that guy. I think I agree with you. I think you can win with Jared Goff, but he's not what the Rams needed. They needed that gunslinger who could make things happen when their running game can't. 
and to balance Stafford's it out. Stafford's a gunslinger, so and that's he is. A, that is a great offense for him. And yeah. golf isn't necessarily a gunslinger. Yeah, getting away from football. Right, back to hockey. Still very interesting. That's it, that's that's crazy. We've that's never awesome. had breaking news on this show like that. No, we didn't. That was exciting. and that was very worthy of it too. And it's fi- our fiftieth episode. It's awesome. Wow. So, uh, just kind of getting back to everything. If you want to stroke egos, yeah, great. Don't don't bench Travis Konechny. Travis Konechny needed mm-hmm. to, needed to be benched. So a, a statement had to be made. They did it. The Flyers responded for the first 10 minutes. Then they went back into what they've been doing all season. They won the game tonight. That's the thing. They are winning games. I think that that really should not be lost amongst all this. They need to play better with this. They can't let Carter Hart and Brian Elliott be standing on their head the way that they've been. They're winning games, Cameron. Yeah, like I mean, I kind of say I kind of flip it the opposite way around, where I just say like they are winning games, but it can't be ignored. You can look at it from both angles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can't be ignored. I think Elaine Vigneault is aware of this. I mean, if he wasn't, he wouldn't have benched Travis Connecticut. Right. Tonight. Exactly. No. Exactly. There's a lot of frustration going on within the with within the team right now. I mean, you can see it on Claude. This is the angriest I've seen Claude Giroux. I mean, he has been angry for an entire week. Like it's not this like he comes in and he's smiling. He has been pissed off. Since the first New Jersey Devils game, I mean, he's been angry, just angry. I, these last couple of games is the prime example of why I want to take every jabroni who says that he shouldn't be captain, strip the and slam their face into what he's doing. The guys, he's he's leading by example. He's leading by by just talking to the team. I mean, he's leading in every way you can need him to lead. So I don't know what else you want. We also have to talk about the debut of Sam Moran, who took Travis Konechny's place tonight. Uh, Sam yeah. Moran had five minutes on ice. He did really not play much the rest of the game after the first period. Uh, he was a mm-hmm. minus one. He is actually kind of getting the brunt of the blame for that, I want to say the second goal, the tying goal for New York. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. He had three hits. Which led the team. It was actually tied with, with Scott, Scott Lawton. Lawton yeah. yeah, Lawton had a great game. And, and, uh, and oh my goodness! Yeah, I'll talk about Scott Lawton in a second, Chris. From Murdered the it. from the jump of the game, he yeah. was all over the and his, and his and his his stats represent that too. I mean, and then Phil Myers also returned to play tonight after missing uh, four to six games as opposed to four to six weeks. Cameron, I already said he's elitely good. He was so freaking good tonight. Yeah, he looked good tonight. He looked very good tonight. It was it was it was refreshing. It was nice to see him back. Second, um, you also you also got to look too. Like the they Islanders had twenty eight shots on goal, but they also had four power plays, and they only got twenty eight shots on goal. The defense was was there. They again, they got to work better at getting it out of the zone. Um, and Phil Myers, that's also partly on the offense too. They got to break out better. So you can't put that all on defense. Myers being back is is great. Phil Myers had four minutes and 18 seconds of shorthanded time on ice. He was the second leading defenseman in time on ice with 23 minutes uh, behind, obviously, Ivan Provorov. Who the hell else do you think it's going to be? Mm-hmm. But there's still things. I think the fourth line right now is still the best line on the Flyers. Bunneman, mm-hmm. Albe Kubel, and Raffle. They're the guys that have been lighting it up, and they're the guys that have been all over the ice, you know, probably since the season started. Yeah, I mean, again, fourth line, you're not expecting them to get a point every night, a goal every night, but – to me, they're doing they're their energy. jobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're bringing the energy. That's that's what you want out of the fourth line. They're doing what they they should be doing. Look, tomorrow they have a chance to establish themselves over the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Yeah. And if they're going to win tomorrow, then the way that they played in the first 10 minutes of the first period has to be the way that they play throughout the majority of the game. Yes. It is really simple, Cameron. Shoot the puck, score goals, and win hockey games, or don't. And yeah. it's, it's really as simple as that. Yeah, and if they win tomorrow... If they sweep the Islanders, a team that they lost to in the playoffs, a team that has had their number for the, all of last season, and seemingly even tonight where they lucked out and, and won despite only putting up 17 shots on goal, if they beat that team again tomorrow night, moving forward, I think you're going to see a different Philadelphia Flyer team. 
I think we're going to start to see what we saw of the success from last year. If they're going to be able to get that monkey off their back, that's just big for momentum. That's big for morale. Tonight was huge for and them. And I, I think it'll be it, it could be great, but they have to win tomorrow. And you know what? It doesn't it doesn't get a whole lot easier moving on. They play the Islanders tomorrow, and then it's at home against Boston on Wednesday. So a chance for revenge on, for from Boston on Wednesday and Friday. And then they're in Washington, and Washington has yet to lose a game in regulation. And then they're home for the Devils, and then they're away for the Rangers. Actually, that is the first time this season where we'll actually see a, re- a, a traditional home-and-home. Home. Away mm-hmm. against the Rangers on the 16th, and then home for the Rangers on the 18th. What's going to have to happen for this team is they're going to have to put it together over these next six games. They have tough opponents coming up. None of these are gimmies. I mean, that they knew that going into the season. You're in the toughest division. And it's it's no it's not hidden. It's not a secret. It's no joke. You're in the toughest division in hockey right now. Every game is going to be tough. Let's take a quick look around the uh, standings as we stand right now. The Flyers have played nine games out of their 56. They are second in the Mass Mutual East. Which, by the way, I'd like to point out that's about where I thought they would be by this point. That's the crazy yeah. thing. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Washington to be up there number one. Nicolet has made his impact. Yeah, we were all wondering what would happen, and yeah, uh, yeah he's delivering. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are in fourth place. Boston's in third. Philly second. Washington first. The reason I go from four to one is because those top four teams will make the playoffs. And I would say those are around the four teams that we expect to be right there. Uh, below them are the Buffalo Sabres, four, three, and two. They're get, they've uh, been on a bit of a hot streak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, they're three, three, and two. They're in sixth place. The New York Islanders. Man, I'm telling you, there's just they are a different team. They might have played the Flyers well tonight, but there's something wrong with them. Yeah, there's something going on there too. Yeah. And then the New York Rangers at 2-4-2 two, and two, uh, at six points. In the Scotia North, the Toronto Maple Leafs right now are in first place. But how about, Cameron, the Montreal Canadiens? 12 points. They are playing some great hockey right now. Yeah. Them and the Winnipeg Jets, who now have Pierre-Luc Dubois instead of Patrick Laine. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't played yet. I, I believe it's going to be next week, I think they're saying. It, it has to be, obviously, like a, a quarantine yeah. period going, you know. Country to country. Vancouver has won the last three. They're kind of treading water again. Edmonton, oh boy, I don't know what's going on with them, but they've got to figure it out real quick. But on the bright side, McDavid had another highlight goal for them to just lose. He's a walking highlight. You know, he Jim, is. Jimmy Butler's a he walking is. bucket. This is a walking goal. He is, and they still lose somehow. Calgary, mm-hmm. get him a Get them the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Calgary Flames, uh, they've only played seven games. They have seven points. And then the Ottawa Senators, who I actually thought were maybe a sleeper for the playoffs. <laughs> Not yet. They haven't woken up yet, maybe. Yeah, they're clearly still out cold. Yeah. Uh, Honda West, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, they're ha- they have 11 points right now. They lead the division. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, ma- a-, a pick by many to win the Cup this year. Just behind them in second place, Minnesota Wild off to a pretty good start with 10 points. St. Louis holding water with uh, nine points, and then apparently Tarasenko might be coming back soon. So they might that would be improve. huge for them. Yeah. And if he can stay healthy, that's even bigger for them. Yeah. The Los Angeles Kings have eight points. Anaheim with eight points. Arizona with seven points. It's a pretty tight uh, Honda West. Even yes, San Jose down at the bottom, they have six points. And then finally, the the, the Central Division. The Columbus Blue Jackets lead the division. They've also played the most amount of games uh, of the top four teams, but they have eleven points. Florida's in second place with nine points. They still have yet to lose a game in regulation. Tampa, they're Tampa. They're four one and one. They'll be just fine. Dallas at four and one. They're finally getting their season going. Carolina, same with them, four and one. There's actually good division so far with uh Yeah, all pretty competitive. Central. All pretty competitive. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap things up, I want to just go ahead and take a quick extra moment to kind of recognize uh, some individuals. You know, it's our fiftieth episode, and I just would firstly like to thank one, Jeff Mosher, who 
when we started this podcast, gave me a lot of great tips on what we could do to make the podcast better. Mm-hmm. Get some music in the beginning. You know, get uh, th- that music that you hear before every episode. That was inspired by Jeff Mosher, who really recommended that to us. And he said, keep, try and keep it between 35 to 55 minutes per episode. So mm-hmm. I just want to thank Jeff Mosher for that. Uh, I definitely do want to thank you, Cameron. Obviously, when we came, when I came to this idea, I didn't know that the Flyers were going to be as good as they ended up being last we, year. You didn't know they were going to be as fun to report. We on. actually picked a really good time to start a podcast about yeah. the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. All things considered, even with this season, they're winning games, so we're not. Right. I'm going to go to bed happy tonight. Yeah. Um, I definitely do want to also give a huge shout out, and this is not necessarily in regards to the podcast, but to all the people that have given uh, just us their time, Eric yeah. Reese. Jimmy Bailey, obviously Seamus Clancy, you know, he came on the show. Mm-hmm. And to all our 97.5 uh, brethren, the ones who uh, we worked with on the street team, you know, uh, those are the people that we remember the most. They would listen to us and they'd give us some uh, some support, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they supported us. They, they did. Own. They did. I, and I, I miss I miss all of them, too. I do miss uh, getting the chance to work with those guys, with Kevin and Jimmy and all mm-hmm. those guys. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give any shout-outs or any thank yous? Uh, yeah, I got a shout-out to, obviously, friend of the show, Anthony Bruno. He's stuck with us. He, he's texting me every other day when he's listening to us. Uh, it's funny because <laughs> he'll text me about how he will be talking to himself while while listening to our show. And I love when he tells me that stuff because it's like that's exactly what we want. Um, so for him to be able to actually connect with us like that, uh, another one I have to go shout out to uh, Jen Ayersman as well. She's been a big help with just getting eyes out on the show. I mean, a lot of our current Absolutely. listeners came She's from her um, and a lot of support from her monetarily as well with some of our you know sweatshirt and T-shirt sales and whatnot too. You can, so. always, you can still buy as well. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Just let us know. Yep. Uh, we're thinking about starting actually a Twitter for this show. Mm-hmm. I, we understand it probably wouldn't have too much attention at first, but I don't, I don't really care about that. Yeah, no. I mean, again, we're it's beginning stages. We just kind of, we just kind of came up with the idea, like, yeah, we should do that. Like after the Flyers won. Yeah, we were like, that, yeah, that's, that's how new it yeah. is. I was like, yeah, I was thinking about this week. We should do that. Um, so yeah, be uh, be on the lookout for that too uh, in the near future. But uh, we've glad we hope you've enjoyed these first fifty episodes. We hope you enjoy the next fifty and. You know, hopefully within the next 50 episodes, we're sitting here and there's a replica cup sitting next to us because we'll be talking <laughs> about maybe a Flyers championship. But yeah. we appreciate everyone who listens. We appreciate all the feedback we've been given over the months and last uh, year and a half of doing this. We appreciate the fact that we found a good hosting site to be able to put these on. And I personally am thankful for the fact that I'm able to justify my $31 a month to Adobe so that way I can edit <laughs> these things. Yeah, so, me too with the uh, the soundboard and stuff. I had, Oh, my know, God. It's perfect. The it's equipment and all that stuff. So, yeah. So nice to use it. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Fly Guys podcast. Flyers are back in action tomorrow. Cameron, how are we feeling about tomorrow? Uh, better that they won. Better um, that they won tonight. Yeah. I'm hoping that the New York Islanders are just overly frustrated because, like you said, their season's not going nearly as I think they would have expected it to. Um, so, hopefully, their frustration will Leads outweigh you know, their, uh, their motivation to try to get one back against us. So... I'm feeling good. I'm feeling honestly pretty good. And hopefully TK comes back with a chip on his shoulder, you know, bangs out another hat trick. But why not? Let's do it. Thank you so much for listening. Be happy. Be healthy. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GoodHeartJustin at CameronKline15. We post this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So be sure to check us out there. Go Flyers!